0: This is the audit room on Clubhouse. I'm the co host and moderator, Trent Russell, also the host of the audit podcast and founder of Green Skies Analytics, where we are the go to source for all things analytics for internal audit and compliance. I'm joined with my other co host, Tracy Marquardt. And uh, Tracy, I'll throw it to you.
1: Yeah. Hi, everybody. This is Tracy Marquardt. I'm known as Europe's leading communication consultant. And um, what I do is work with internal audit teams um, who operate around the globe and who uh, want to improve their communication skills to get better results than ever before. That usually leads to work with leadership and increases in productivity. And I do that through training, coaching, consulting. And I love what I do. And I'm so happy to be here uh, today because we have Letitia Lucas with us. So I'll hand it to you, Trent, to see if you wanna add anything before we do introductions and maybe talk about muting the mics.
0: Yeah, so just a quick rules for the room. If you look on the bottom right-hand corner, you will see a hand raised. If you have a question or a comment for any of us, Tracy, myself, or Leticia, feel feel free to hit that and you can ask your question, we'll bring you up on stage. If you are on stage, please keep your mics muted so we can get rid of or make sure we don't have any uh, background noise. Also to note, we are recording the session and we will publish it through the audit podcast one, let's see, not one week, eight days uh, from now. So not tomorrow, but the following Wednesday. And I think with that, uh, Letitia, if you want a, a quick, you know, 30 second who you are, kind of your background and then. I have got questions that I'm just gonna pepper you with because I love this topic of audit skills of the future. And I know um, in the audience, we also have Julio, who is uh, a big fan of this topic also. So, Letitia. Thank you,
2: Hi, everyone. Uh, so, I'm Letitia Lucas. I'm president of the IA Luxembourg and I'm also head of internal audit at the European Stability Mechanism in Luxembourg. Uh, so, I, I am... Uh, Brazilian uh, by birth and uh, Luxembourgish by by parents, I'd say. And I live in New York since 21 years now and always worked in internal audit. So internal
0: audit is my passion, I'd say. Fantastic. I think it is for all of us or we probably wouldn't be in this room. (laughs) Um, So let's just jump in. I think when we think of audit skills of the future, it's always about the tech, uh, analytics, machine learning, automation, things like that. Um, but what about communication and soft skills? Where do you see that as being uh, an audit skill of the future?
2: Uh, to be honest, I think that the soft skills part is one of the most important. Uh, at, least, at least for me, I'm not a tech person. Uh, I would never be one. Uh, so I think we can then compensate with the soft skills part. And I think that's where uh, there the lies the difference uh, between a good auditor who knows all this, the business stuff, all the technical stuff. And a great auditor who will be able then to translate all those technical uh, things in in, uh, a more, uh, let's say, readable, uh, understandable uh, way. Uh, So I think that uh, the soft skills are living apart Uh, a lot of times. We we concentrate a lot on training on the business uh, business side or technical side, and we forget a lot about the soft skills. But I think that... uh, they are very important so all the this idea of being able to adapt uh, to new situations be flexible proactive uh, forward looking uh, being a good communicator of course it's part of it Uh, all that uh, it's it's very, very important.
0: Yeah, we always hear like understand the business, like it's a complicated role in audit because we have to know the business. Now we have to know these tech skills. And of course, the importance of soft skills. It's a, it's kind of a, a tough profession to be really good at. Tracy, I know you are a communication and soft skills expert. What are your thoughts?
1: I am, I, I love talking about communication in the audit world. And I love what you said, Leticia, about communication skills being the difference between a good auditor and a great auditor, because I completely agree. Um, you know, I know some folks have been in the room more than more than once and Leticia you know me a little bit and I and and um, I spoke at your conference um, at the European conference the GRC conference and um, where you spoke as well on this topic that we're, we're hitting today audit skills of the future, and um, you know I, I really believe that as human beings, we can change the world through positive communication. And because we're also passionate about audit, you know, take it down to the audit level. And how do we help auditors get better results than ever before? And it's, it's not just for the business. I mean, communication skills help you as the person focusing on those skills. They help your team. They help your head of audit get better results and the organization. And it can even go out into the world, you know. So it's a wonder, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful um, thing to focus on. And I'm not a techie either. Um, so we, we, you know, we, we do what we do best and I think communication skills are the key, um, to auditor success, Trent.
0: Yeah. And not only in the profession, but then in personal lives also, you know, in, in, raising a, uh, a, uh, three-year-old, I found that effective communication, well, sometimes it, it works with him as brain literally hasn't developed to fully understand that yet but just even changing the tone of how i say something i can tell that it is started to make a difference in okay you actually have to do this and so just even something as simple as the inflection of the voice uh, relative to communication can make a, a big difference in our you know personal lives as well um, so leticia the, outside of that what about i'm i am a tech guy um, i'm in analytics automation what are some of the audit skills of the future relative to tech, or maybe some of the, some of the areas that you hit on during your uh, your presentation on the same topic?
2: Um, actually, when I did the presentation, I really concentrated on the soft skills, because as I mentioned, I'm not a, at all a tech person. Uh, so um, I, I read a, a document about uh, from Izaka, who mentioned five uh, tech skills that auditors will need in the future. And namely, they were i.e., uh, artificial intelligence, blockchain, machine learning, robotics, and predictive analytics. Uh, and um, what I am afraid about all those things is that uh, we forget a bit of the, the human side of, of our work, actually. Uh, of course, all the tech uh, will help a lot, will be a lot of added value for us but we should never forget the human uh, beings that we are and the human part of our our work and how to interpret the data, how to, what what to do with it actually at the end. Um, And um, one thing that I think that is very important for people like me, which are not tech savvy, is to be open to change. Uh, We know that all of this uh, new technologies are coming. Uh, They are here already. Um, And at least if we are able to to see them coming to understand that they will change the the business models, uh, they will change our profession. um, We can uh, try to um, get around it in the way where uh, we at least should know uh, what they are about um, and where to find help when we need help uh, to use them. Uh, or perhaps you have a very big audit function, and then you can have the, the luxury of having an, a specialist on data analytics or an, a specialist on, on, on artificial intelligence, or you are in a very small audit function like me, and then you think, okay, I won't have the this, this, uh, skills in-house, so I would need to find other solutions um, to adapt uh, my audit work uh, to, to those changes, actually. So I think being uh, minded, op- uh, open-minded uh, to those changes is, is very important for a non-tech, uh, safe person like me.
0: Yeah, and I think that's And right. always
2: thinking to learning. That, that's also something very important. Also, uh, trying to, to get as much knowledge as you can, although uh, you will perhaps never be a blockchain specialist, but at least knowing what it is about and uh, yeah, where to find help when you did.
0: Yeah, I was just talking to a, a tech person in audit earlier today, and that's what we we're talking about was the expectation that everybody is going to be analytics, an analytics person or analytics driven just isn't realistic. It's not it's not going to happen. And so for those folks that aren't in that role, what would be the expectation of them is kind of what we we're talking about. And it was exactly like you said, the willingness to learn what those just conceptually what those are so that when they hear about those types of things so they're they're yeah. uh, doing a walkthrough meeting uh, and they hear hey we're using machine learning for this to be able to go okay i, I know basically what machine learning is i can ask a couple of questions and keep the conversation and then take that back to the tech side um of the internal audit team and and, and kind of go from there so I, I really like that answer tracy i think you had something
1: I did. I wanted to talk about poll, you know, having having the data, but somebody has to be able to explain the data because I'm sure there's someone out there that thinks the data explains itself. But I'm not one of those people because I don't necessarily understand the data, and I think it's so important to be able to translate that into simple messages that your your audience can understand, your stakeholders can understand. So because they may not be as tech savvy as as you and say Julio are and and Thomas, and they probably actually aren't. Um, so those communication skills really help communicate and, and then take it to the next step in, you know, towards the goal that you're heading to with all of this data. Uh, so super, super important to be able to do that. Um, that's from my side.
0: Yeah, I feel like on a lot of calls that I'm on, my, my main responsibility is to try to explain the tech in as, simply, as simple form as possible or when somebody mentions something really technical, um, make sure to follow up and kind of explain what that is or have them, you know, kind of dive into it. So I definitely see that even as a skill set that's needed. But just, what are some specific audit skills of the future? Uh, maybe your your top one or a, a top couple. Um, and then what guidance would you have to those in the audience as far as how to develop those skills?
2: Yeah. So I'll- the main one uh, for me is being able to adapt to change, be open-minded and flexible, and uh, and and really uh, try to understand what is coming, uh, and uh, be able to yeah, to adapt to to those those changes. One thing that I also think is very important is to be more like a foresighter, uh, thinking about uh, the. the looking forward, actually, and, and instead of just concentrating on, oh, uh, this testing showed me that this went wrong and you have a problem here, you know, really think about what could happen in, in the future if we don't know something about, uh, let's
1: say, a failure in internal control, for instance,
2: or uh, really have a foresight uh, view on, on, on things. Be, be more predictive than re, uh, reactive. Uh, I think we auditors, we are still a bit in the reactive mode. Um, And I think we can add much more value uh, to our companies if we move from this reactive mode to a more predictive mode and foresight is is very important for that. Um, And also uh, a little bit tight with all what that we were talking about is always being curious, uh, waiting to learn Uh, actually. Uh, find out where your blind spots are where you are not good at and uh, try to yeah to, to, to go for, for trainings on that area or uh, but go, always have this mentality of uh, wanting to learn uh, there is always something to, to be learned we are not perfect we will never be uh, and already being uh, open-minded to that uh, it's a very very good skill um, there is also uh, uh, Tracy uh, will talk about that much better than I do. Uh, communication is also a, a big, very big skill. Uh, we need to be able, of course, uh, to communicate things in a simple way uh, to our audience. Adapt to the audience. Uh, we have, of course, we're not going to talk the same way if we are talking to uh, the IT department then to to, to the management. Uh, so, really, be able to adapt to the audience, our message, adapt our message also, and um, and when I. Th- say communication, I would also see that uh, we should be able to communicate better with uh, the other lines of defense. Uh, I think auditors have a tendency of being on, let's say, on our third line alone, and uh, we should be able to communicate better with the second line, uh, with risk management compliance. I think we are sister functions and could work much more effectively if we
1: communicate better. Go ahead, Tracy. Yes, which brings me to the course I'm doing for, um, on behalf of the Institute of Internal Audit in Luxembourg, I'm doing Influencing Without Authority, um, today and tomorrow, which is a great topic when you're talking about communicating with stakeholders and communicating with the second line and being able to um, understand who they are and what it is that they need from you and why they need it, because why is such, such an important word when you're talk, talking about um, being able to um, get your messages across. Um, But when you talk about, Letitia, about, you know, being able to adapt to change, being open-minded, be, have, you know, foresight or being able to give insight, being predictive, reactive, curious, you know, I I train for a living. I'm not sure you can teach those things. I mean, those, I think, have to come from inside a person and um, uh, you can, you can talk as much as you want about people having those attributes and those characteristics. But if it isn't within them, they may not be the right auditor for the job in fact, Trent.
0: Yeah, I was curious about that also because it's it's a mindset. I read this great, great quote because <clears throat> I've asked a lot of people, how do you, they'll, they'll say it's a mindset and I'll say, how do you develop a mindset? And then I'll, you know, get uh, various answers. But probably the best one that I've seen came from James Clear. He wrote um, Atomic Habits. And he said that, Uh, books are for mindset. He said like uh, a long time or maybe meeting with other folks is for uh, strategy. A long time is for creativity. And then something like books are for mindset. And I really like that and think it's true because that's, you know, last year I wanted to develop this mindset of discipline. And so I just read all these books on discipline. And then because that's all I was thinking about and those are the books I'm reading, you know, morning, afternoon and night it just kind of set in uh, that sense of discipline to, you know, I really don't want to go for that uh, five mile jog. It's raining right now. And then going, Oh, you know what, you, you know, it's buried in your brain right now. So you kind of have to go do it. Um, so for me uh, and apparently James Clear books really help set a mindset and there, there's a lot of books on uh, creativity. There's even books on how to learn uh, how to learn something more efficiently? Uh, you know, learn something in 20 days or 20 hours or something like that. So, I think if you do want to become that auditor uh, and have those audit skills of the future, you can develop them if you narrow down what it is you actually care about and then literally just pick up books on that topic. Tracy, what do you think?
1: No, I think that's great advice. It's really it's got to be something that you care about. And for for me, I go to large events. So love them or hate them, I do like Tony Robbins and I've been to a couple of his events and it truly has changed my life and it's helped me change my mindset. You know, when you focus on your physiology and your language and where your energy is going, so where focus flows, where focus goes, energy flows. Um when you focus on the positive, you focus on the outcomes you're looking for, you focus on um you know, engaging your curiosity and, and asking questions and all those things, then you can actually develop those muscles. Uh, So by books, you do it by books, I do it by, you know, massive workshops, but um, um, it it has to come from within somehow.
0: Go ahead, Letitia. All right, I'll, uh, I think we had a little tech difficulty there. The, yeah, the- the, the workshops yeah. worked so, great. I, I
2: know. When... No, I just want to pick up on what you say on 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 reading books. Actually, I went to a conference last year, and one of the presentations uh, was by uh, Dan Heath, and he, he presented actually on upstream thinking, and he wrote a book on that. And actually, I, I got very curious about the book, and I read it. Uh, read it, and really, is open-minded. Um, it it's, it's so. Um, The examples he gave in that book on on this uh, foresight thinking and upstream thinking and try to find the root cause of problems uh, instead of being uh, only in this reactive mode, uh, it's really, uh, you read it and you think, oh oh my gosh, why I didn't think about it before. And uh, that's just an example of how how books uh, help a lot open our minds to those topics.
0: I am horrible with book titles. Um, I'm reading three right now. I had kind of have books in rotation. Could, could not tell you the author or the name of any of them. Um, so so not to put you on the spot, but what was the title of that book?
2: Uh, upstream Thinking.
0: OK, So you are clearly better at that than I am. Um, so what about what's what are the consequences if we don't develop these skills uh, for the future auditor? What 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 do you what's what do you foresee happening?
2: The, the, the big consequence would be that uh, we are not adding value where we we should actually We will be concentrating on 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 things that perhaps don't matter uh, that much to our organizations uh, we won't see, be seen as a, a partner uh, I, I think audit is a, is, is a business partner it's not just we are not policemen and um, if we don't uh, adapt to those changes and, and and try to get those those uh, soft skills that perhaps cannot be learned that much, but at least if we are aware uh, that we have gaps there, we can we can improve them, uh, we uh, will tend uh, to be left aside, I think. Uh, and uh, business perhaps won't, uh, or management won't uh, trust us as, as, as they should, or won't uh, give uh, that much, um, emphasis on, on things we are, we are saving. Uh, so I think if we want to continue adding value, we need to really to, uh, to focus on those.
0: I'd like to get uh, Tracy and Letitia both your thoughts on this. So as a, a practice for for communication skills, uh, Letitia, you talked about doing that gap analysis. So what do you think about if, especially right now, because I think budgets are still kind of tight um, relative to trainings and CPEs and all that uh, all that right now? loosened up a little bit but still so what if this idea of uh, for those that are listening sit down and say okay let me do a gap analysis this is where I am this is where I want to be fill in the blank with this is the training that I need to get and then take that and propose it to the CAE or the internal audit leader to say hey look this is a gap that I have this is how I think it's going to benefit this is the training that I think is going to be helpful what do you, what do you guys think about that is almost a, a way to practice even your communication skills.
2: I think it's a, it's a great idea. I think it's a, it's a perfect idea. Um, and uh, what this uh, online, uh, this is virtual world uh, uh, told us also is that now we have so much uh, more opportunities of, of trainings uh, that we could perhaps not have uh, in the normal, let's say, old world, uh, because we, we were stuck to have trainings in person where we live or, or just traveling perhaps once a year. And now with virtual uh, platforms, we have so much uh, possibilities actually to, to expand uh, the people to uh, to which we're uh, listening and uh, the,
1: the course we are, we are doing. Uh, so when it is, it's a great opportunity to use actually. I would second that. I think that's a, an amazing um, idea um, to actually be able to, to go in and do a gap analysis of your own skills needs and then to go into your, your manager or the, the CAE and say, look, this, is, this is, you know, these are the gaps that I've identified for myself and this is why I think we, you know, we could put some resources into it because this is how I can help the team with it, right? So we want to talk about the results that you're going to get um, from that investment, not just for you, but I think for the team as well because it's going to help the whole department. Um, And there are so many opportunities today. I know there's some folks on LinkedIn who kind of bash all these free webinars and things that are going on, but I got to tell you, there's a lot of good information and you have to judge if it's worth your time or not. So, you know, everybody in this room has decided that it's worthwhile to spend a half hour with us because they're going to get at least one nugget of information, even if it's that book title, you know, upstream thinking. Um, When Julio was on, it was the Coursera course on AI. I still remember, um, you know, um, Julio referencing that. So there's going to be at least one thing you take away. So I think taking advantage of some of these resources is awesome. Sometimes there's a sales pitch at the end. Sometimes there isn't. You don't have to pay any attention to the sales pitch as long as you're, you're getting some learning out of it. Um, and having so much available virtually is, uh, it's an opportunity like we've never faced before, Trent.
0: Yeah. And I think the, the idea of the free webinar, if we're talking about mindsets, if you even if you sign up, look, you don't have to attend it. <laughs> sign up for webinars all the time. Uh, and don't attend them because other things come up, but they are mostly analytics or tech related. And that continues just to keep me in the mindset and keep me updated on, on what's going on with other areas. So I think even you know signing up for the, the free one hour webinar um, and watching it will still like keep you in that mindset of the skill that you want to develop. And then the other thing, when we're talking about that gap analysis, um, and this is coming from... A lot of where I see internal audit and analytics not work, and it's because a lot of folks think, "Hey, we have you know Audit Board or something like that, and our whole team's using Audit Board, so that's a tool. All right, we'll go get this analytics tool, we'll buy it for everybody, and it's a tool also, and they'll just learn how to use it, and that'll be it. We'll all be using the analytics, and it doesn't work like that because analytics one, it's kind of hard, and then two, if you don't like it, you're not going to do it, and so if you're doing that gap analysis and and, and let's say you look at it and go, I need to develop my analytics skills. Well, if you're not super excited about it, or uh, even a little bit excited about learning that, and it's more like, "Ah, no, I got to learn how to do this. Let me just, let me just go ahead and do it. Odds are, you're not going to really um, get there to the level that you should be. So, you know, it's kind of a do what you do best, outsource the rest situation, pick the thing that you want to do in your uh, skills gap, and then go for that as opposed to trying to push through um, the thing that you really, you don't want to do. Cause not everybody has to be the analytics person or the the, the tech person um, on the team. We will uh, we'll start to kind of wrap it up here. Letitia, a, a, que- a, a favorite question of mine. Um, and this is kind of, um, coming out of nowhere, I guess, but uh, a favorite question of mine that I ask people, even on the podcast, is if you could grab every auditor in the world by the shoulders and say, just do this one thing, like if you will just do this, it'll be so much better for you, it'll be so much better for the profession, uh, what would that, what would that thing be for you?
2: This is a very hard question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say keep learning, uh, learn all the time. Just
0: learn, learn, learn. Yeah. One <laughs> thing,
2: yeah. That, never, never think that things are are, are are as they are, and that you know everything. Always put yourself a question and and through.
0: Yeah, and that's perfect. It's one of the the probably the key attribute that I've found after interviewing forty plus internal audit folks. And if you're gonna if you're the type of person that would come onto the audit room on Clubhouse or come onto a podcast and talk about the audit profession. You probably are pretty passionate about it, um, and so those people. When I ask, but I, I guess the the commonality that I see with all those people is the learning. They are all constantly learning. They're reading, um, they're reading books. They're reading, you know, uh, audit blogs. They're listening to audit podcasts. They're, you know, jumping into the audit room here on Clubhouse, um, and so that's been the common thread of what I would what I would say are the um, Not the highest achievers but the the, well maybe maybe saying the highest achievers is 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 a way to put it not that if you aren't doing those things you can't i've certainly seen just brilliant people be great auditors but it seems like the ones that want to learn are the ones that are really kind of making the biggest difference what do you think tracy
1: oh i totally i totally agree i totally agree there has to be a curiosity and there has to be i think just this this interest in trying new things You know, I always talk about thinking outside the box and just throw away the damn box and and try some things because if you don't try, you'll never know if if it actually works. I think if I may, from my perspective, it's to focus on, you know, the the one thing is to focus on what I think is the heart of communication. Half the heart is questioning skills and half the heart is listening skills. If you can have your listening skills become your secret weapon, you know, your superpower, you're going to go so much further and get so much more accomplished and add so much more value And if you know the right questions to ask at the right time, um, it's going to be very, very helpful. And hey, listen, I'm going to jump off because I've got a coaching call in in two minutes with one of my clients. Just wanted to let everyone know, I'm going to sneak this in now, Trent, um, that I've got a webinar coming up at the end of the month. And there's so much pressure on audit reports on LinkedIn. So I am going to bite the bullet and I'm doing a webinar on how to write. It's called How to Write Short Audit Reports. So come join me if you want. It'll be on July 29th. Thank you, Letitia, so much. I'm going to jump off and let you guys wrap it up.
0: A short audit report. Um, That will be interesting. I don't know if I've seen too many many of those. I'll be sure to check that out. Exactly.
1: So I'm taking the challenge. I accept the challenge. All right, got to run. Bye, everybody. Thank you.
0: All right, bye, Tracy. Thanks uh, Thanks for taking that challenge on. We really appreciate it. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll wrap it up. We're against the, uh, the, the time slot here. Letitia, thank you very much for coming on. I thought it was a great conversation. Um, I, I, really because of the emphasis on the soft skills and communication as opposed to, oh, everybody needs to know analytics or everybody needs to know blockchain or, or whatever the technology is. So really appreciate your, um, your thoughts there and uh, even the guidance and some of the resources that you suggested we will post the, um, the book that you mentioned, Upstream Thinking, in the show notes. So for those that want to check it out, it's uh, in the link below. Uh, Letitia, again, thank you for coming on. This is the Audit Room on Clubhouse. We meet every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. That's 11 a.m. Chicago. Hope to see everybody back next week. Thank you.
2: Thank you.